If you're getting this message, it means we were successful once again in getting past the jammers and are now broadcasting on pirate radio from the free state of Texas. Stand by for more critical information to follow. Many Bothans died getting this message. And we're live after our uh, long talk here behind the scenes. But um, today we're planning on talking about Nikola Tesla some of his inventions and some evil republicans but that's uh that's coming up next i guess what we were talking about <laughs> we we're saying that i um like every day i start to lose my voice and i keep thinking it's allergies greg you were just saying that you were congested today so um but yeah yeah I got the allergies how how long has that been going on just oh it's like a couple of days so not not bad okay but. Yeah, it seems like it's been going on. I mean, obviously down here it's a different story. There's a lot more pollen in the air and stuff, but um, it's just weird. It seems like, and especially when I'm going to the office too, I hear everybody sniffling and coughing. And it may be allergies, but my conspiracy, conspiracy thinking, my deep thoughts, I'm just... And maybe it's this whole, I'm panicked about COVID a little bit too late because I wasn't worried about it at first, but it's almost like just anecdotally, I'm seeing more and more allergies and just constant sickness and just with my family and then people I'm uh, at the office as well. It's like, this is, there's people out there who say that, you know, COVID is attacks the immune system and that may be true, but. Um, it seems like it could just be waves and waves of COVID going through us. Maybe that's just crazy conspiracy talk, but I, well, I don't know. I'm kind I of mean, filing that back in the back of my head and just waiting to see. But Here, Here's an alternate theory. Right. So the government's been planting a lot of trees, right? Okay. These geniuses only planted male trees really so if this doesn't tell you that male and female are different then i don't know what <laughs> does but yeah they also they just planted a bunch of male trees and male trees produce pollen huh so now we have an excess amount of pollen in the air and this is true you can like research this anywhere but we have an excess amount of pollen and pollen usually is what helps allergies or like creates allergies dude man you're blowing my mind i i mean obviously male and female but for some reason i thought that trees were kind of both but that's weird (laughs) basically just like with other reproduction you know it's like the the male trees produce the pollen shoot that into the the pollinator the female tree essentially right and then yeah, so we we have no receptors, so we're basically these trees are just like shooting their loads everywhere. And well, yeah, allergic to it. <laughs> that makes you that makes you think twice about allergies. Yeah, like it's breathing kinda, in, it kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I why have I never thought about this? Male and female trees. <laughs> I mean, I know that like the flowers. Ah. Uh, I th- I've just figured that they pollinate each other, you know, like, uh, they had both, 
they release pollen and they can accept pollen. And I just thought that it was, um, they wouldn't necessarily pollinate themselves, that other trees would pollinate them, but. Yeah. Okay, you're, you're blowing my mind here. Well, it's kind of like, so if you do um, uh, like a fruit tree, like an apple tree, right? Yeah. So you basically need like a male and a female for it to produce like good fruit. Like right. you get like, you might get some apples, like tiny apples, but if you want like good apples, you need like a male and a female. Yeah, I, and I knew that. I knew that with fruit trees. For some reason, I didn't put it together with just every tree. <laughs> <laughs> I I feel real dumb. This is like uh, what fourth grade or fifth grade kind of so. science. Well. Huh. If you feel dumb, just think of how either, one, dumb the government is for doing that, or how evil they are for doing that. Yeah, you'd think you'd plant female trees. Yeah. Because there seems to be plenty of pollen to go around. It's basically just the patriarchies putting its foot on the throats of of all of us. So when it comes to trees, I am a feminist. (laughs) <laughs> okay okay i i'm just blown away by this hmm. which and then that goes along too with the um <clears throat> i've been listening to the that randall carlson show it's called cosmographia but um he's been going on a tear for the last i don't know five or six episodes about uh how global warming and carbon dioxide and how it's just not necessarily correlated and how warming is actually better and having more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere is better than less. And the last episode they were talking about how I think from 2000 until now there's been uh, a 40% increase in greening. So just the amount of... The number of trees, the number of plants, and just the uh, the size of them as well. <clears throat> Basically, that uh, more carbon dioxide it just gets absorbed. It makes it easier for plants to grow, and they actually use less water to grow. Um, and that basically, the more carbon dioxide we put out, the more the plants just absorb. And so it's kind of a uh, it's a it counteracts. It counteracts it because the tree isn't if you think about it the tree isn't it's not growing out of the soil like the mass if you look at a giant tree it's not pulling all of that mass from the soil it's just getting water and some nutrients from the soil but the actual wood and the entire tree itself is made of carbon dioxide um, so just think of that when you look outside and look at the woods it's every single piece of that tree or plant is carbon dioxide made into the the plant itself so it's all you get all the leaves in the air everything like that it's just sucking in carbon dioxide that's its food and then it puts out oxygen so it's um yeah we're feeding the plants yeah and that's why i can never get on board with like this climate change alarmism crap because of what you just said like we have in this country right now more trees than when 
the founding fathers first got here, or like when the pilgrims first got here. Yeah. More yeah, that's, that's what they say. So, and then playing into what you just said, that's again more carbon dioxide taken, which means more oxygen for us. Like it, it's insane. There's just like none of it's true, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you just look. There's we have historical records. Just when the uh, the dinosaurs are around carbon dioxide levels were way way higher <clears throat> and you just think i mean what the heck were all those dinosaurs eating i mean they were yeah. eating just i mean what a freaking brachiosaurus how much does that have to eat a day it's eating eating plants yeah. and there has got to be a lot more plants around to sustain all those things right so it's there's a direct correlation and there's a point too if you go on the the downward trend with less carbon dioxide, when you get to a certain point, I mean, it seems obvious, but uh, you get to a certain point of carbon dioxide percentage in the air and the plants cannot survive, obviously. Right. It's basically, you're just cutting off their, <clears throat> their oxygen, you know, what they breathe. <clears throat> but, and then there's, there's also, there's points too, where um, there's thresholds along the way where, um, it, a slight increase has an exponentially greater increase on the plant's well-being. And I think we're, we're above that at this point in time. But, um, you know, if you go below that, I wish I had the, the percentages because they rattled through it in that show. But if you get below a certain threshold of carbon dioxide, the plants are more susceptible to disease and they require a lot more water. Um, so, I don't know. I think... That that show, I, I kind of played it in the background and picked up a few uh, tips on it, but I would highly recommend it. They make a very compelling argument for why um, it's actually it's actually a good thing. It's, it's counterintuitive, but carbon dioxide. Not we're not talking about other pollutants. You know, obviously, other pollutants are not good, but carbon dioxide itself is extremely important for the Earth. I mean, just look at it, too. If we didn't have carbon dioxide or any kind of greenhouse gases in the atmosphere, we'd be Mars. <laughs> but That'd make Musk happy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's his... I don't know if he wants to live on a barren Mars. I think his plan is to, <laughs> to actually turn it green, but <laughs> you I never know. Maybe, maybe that's what he wants. <laughs> not to switch gears here, but have you... Have you been following this uh, Musk versus Zuckerberg thing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This I have. UFC fight. I can't believe this is <laughs> happening. I didn't. Musk back out though recently. Oh, dude. I guess I hadn't heard. The last I heard, he was training with like GSP, George Sapir. He's one of like the greatest of all time. Yeah. But then like Zuckerberg, like has a six-pack and is training with two current fighters, and it's just like, what is this type I, of dystopian I, hell are we in? Like, this is our I know. It's it's ridiculous, but on the other hand, I, I want to see it, so I'm torn on it. But I I think Elon said that his mom told him not to do it or something like that. That's oh, what I read. Wow. But, I mean, I think Zuckerberg would win for sure because he's younger. Yeah, and he's been to. at. 
Yeah, he's been at the fitness game for a lot longer. I mean, Musk was severely overweight, I mean, a year ago or something. Wasn't he in, like, 50-something? Yeah, I think he's in his 50s, yeah. Late 50s, maybe. And Zuckerberg's 39, I think. There's there's a Wikipedia page. Oh, my gosh. For their their fight. What does it say? (laughs) Uh, I mean, it's a pretty long article. Uh, Let's see. I guess Andrew Tate offered to train Musk. Andrew Tate... I know the name. Uh, I don't know who he is, but he's like he's the red pill guy trying to like tell dudes to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Be dudes. Somebody was just bashing him on a podcast. Really? Yeah, I'm trying to remember who it was. Uh, I don't know. I think it was some no name guy who was being interviewed on a podcast. But he was. Just I'm like, who the hell is Andrew Tate? I've never heard of the guy. <laughs> they just kept talking about him. John Jones offered to train Zuckerberg. He's yeah, Zuckerberg. He's Hoist Gracie. He's been yeah, He's been at it longer and he's younger. So unless Musk was able to knock him out with a punch, I think it would it would go to the ground and Zuckerberg would just tire him out and tie him in knots. So, I, I really don't think it's going to happen. Elon Musk would be stupid to do it. I just, I can't believe it. <laughs> it's like two of the richest guys in the world, and how much, I mean, they better be giving that money to charity or something, because that's going to be, if that happened, that would be one of the the highest grossing freaking fights that's ever been seen. <laughs> This is this is the breads and circuses. It is, thing. yeah. Yeah, Musk is fifty-two. Okay, I was wrong. He wasn't his late fifties, early fifties. Well, I mean, he might be on that adrenochrome, so you never know. That could be. <laughs> Zuck is thirty-nine. Dude. Yeah, and I've, I just saw. I mean, he's. I've seen pictures of him in a jiu-jitsu tournament and then saw a picture of him like wearing a a uh, plate carrier. I mean, he's he's serious. <laughs> he's serious about working out. Unreal. It's like watching two dads fight. Who wants that? You know what I mean? They just want to see the, the billionaires get hurt. They want to see the rich people get it. But they're both I rich. Ah, yeah. man. I don't know. It really is. It's like, it is bread and circuses. Like the two rich politicians or whoever, the popular guys getting out there in the ring and having a fake fight. Everybody yeah, that's loves the other it. thing. Like, they're not going to, like, what happens if somebody gets knocked out and seriously hurt? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like they're they're not gonna risk that. They can't. Wouldn't that be great? Just like Elon gets a a quick uh, couple punches in at the beginning, and Mark Zuckerberg's face down on the mat, bleeding, <laughs> his legs I twitching. Mean, yeah, I would like to see. I would like to see a bloody Zuckerberg begging for mercy, but I don't want to watch. 
I don't want to watch my dad fight anybody, and I don't want to watch anybody else's dad fight somebody. Yeah. Yeah, Elon's got, what, eight kids? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's, See, that's why I'm kind there. of on, on his... I'm pretty sure he has eight kids with, like, two or three different women, but I'm, uh... Because that's what he says. He's all about that uh, we need more people, and that's why I kind of... He's not on that globalist, uh, anti-human depopulation, you know, religion that's going on. He wants more people. And I, I agree with that sentiment. I think we do need more people. It's, it's, um, you reach some sort of critical mass with uh, idea transfer and just your role in the odds with uh, coming up with geniuses. So, you know, if you have a one in a million or one in ten million genius, you're going to need that many people to, to get that one. And they change, they really do, they change the trajectory of everything. I mean, if Elon is successful in building a colony on Mars, that's going to be one of the most successful, the biggest human achievements ever, by a long shot. But Yeah. I guess that, that teed us off for Tesla, but I don't know if we want to talk about that yet. <laughs> I was just reading this story. Um, you're right about the, uh, it's a story about the trees. Uh, I just read a snippet here. It said, it's a cruel irony. If urban landscapers had prioritized female trees in the same way, neither pollen nor unsightly seeds or fruit would be much of an issue. Um, so if they had done it the opposite and planted hundreds of female trees with no males, it would have been just as sterile and tidy without any pollen. So female trees don't make seeds or fruit if there are no males around blah 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 so, so if we would basically have you're right trees. there wouldn't have been as much pollen obviously and then they wouldn't produce any fruit either so it just blows my mind that they would plant a crap ton of male trees and now they're all pumped up on steroids of all the carbon dioxide. But so it's just a bunch of roided up trees, just like yeah, having their way with <laughs> the world, with us, yeah. with everything. Yeah, <laughs> unreal. They're just dude. peak peak health on all the good food, and they need less water too. Be healthy. Unreal. Yeah, that whole thing. It's just a balancing act, though. I mean, why? Why are we so? Um, why do we have so much hubris in thinking that we can change the climate when, you know, you get one volcano that blows up, um, and it's going to produce, you know, more carbon dioxide than humanity's ever put out, and that's happened over and over and over again. It's a balancing act. Do you think that nature is not primed to? absorb all of that carbon dioxide and bring things back into balance it's it's madness it's, it's that that uh tower of babylon yeah situation exactly where we just we, we we think we're you know top of the food chain and 
start getting a little too big for our britches, and then, I don't know. And then we start dumping uh, sulfur dioxide into the atmosphere. Because yeah. <laughs> we're afraid of something that probably isn't going to happen. Yeah. Uh, that's It's hilarious. Literally create a hellscape. <laughs> it's just because we don't have any problems. Mm-hmm. You know I what I so. mean? Like, we're not, like, struggling to survive. We're not... I don't know. We don't have to, like, hunt for our food. You know, everything's yeah. just right there. And they're trying to make it easier with 15-minute cities and all this just nonsense and it's just there's no struggle so if you don't struggle you have too much time on your hands and you come up with stupid I don't know all male tree farms and (laughs) horrible city planning with roundabouts everywhere and it just creates this dystopian nightmare yeah, and I think we're primed. We really are. The The animal side of us is primed for struggle because we're, we're designed for it. You know, we're supposed to be living out in nature just fighting the elements and predators and other people. And so I think there's that cortisol. There's a certain amount of stress hormone that's released just as a steady drip. And so then we focus on the biggest problem that we have, which in this society is nothing really right and you get all bent out of shape about it and and it's you need to that's why i really think exercise is extremely important like extremely hard just vigorous exercise and i keep learning this lesson over and over again and i keep forgetting it <laughs> it's like <laughs> i just go out the other day just i went out and did a run slash walk because it was 110 degrees but you know it just you get close to death you start wondering like am i going to be able to make it home (laughs) (laughs) like that level (laughs) you know just walking and my heart rate's like 120 i'm soaked with sweat and then you get home and it's just there's no stress there's nothing you just there's a euphoria like yeah i survived (laughs) Yeah, I I think that's extremely important. It is for me, anyways. And it's like I take my blood pressure too, and I have extremely high blood pressure unless I work out vigorously. And I'll go, I'll go do something like that, and I'll come back and normal blood pressure. It's just like we're primed for that stress, and if we don't have it, you just your mind starts to go nuts. But I think the the biggest key is having an outlet for that stress. You know, like you're stressing yourself out and then you have a result, right? Right. Whereas, like, these other people that have zero outlets, like, they just, they wake up and they're like, oh, no, the the world's going to end in 10 years and all these people are trying to do like trans genocide and, oh, no, I might actually be a trans and, like, (laughs) and they... They, they, they just constantly have all this stress and all these, you know, if you don't agree wholesale with their entire life, then, like, you hate them and want to kill them. So it's like, if they would just <laughs> go for a run, they'd be fine. Yeah, 
I really like, think that's true. Like, just go work out or, like, go donate your time. Like, go help the homeless. Work in a soup kitchen, you know? Like, do something. Yeah. And, like, you'll be fine. And then life will be much better. Right. Yeah, I think that's a good point, too. It's just accomplishing something on a day-to-day basis. Like, having a, a real-world result. It's because our society has become so abstracted. It's like you go to work, you type on a keyboard, you know, you're you're basically just your mind is doing abstract work on a computer. You don't really see the the results. It's like, wow, I finished that spreadsheet. Cool. It's your body hasn't accomplished anything. You know, we're right. we're supposed to go out and find food. You know, it's like I've gone out, I've found food, I won, I brought it back. It was a hard effort. You know, your body's one, your mind is one. You can check that day off as being successful, whereas uh, everything today is just, there is no result. It's like, okay, well, my bank account went up by this amount of money. That doesn't really feel like success. Um, There's got to be the, I think there has to be a physical element to it as well. It just can't be a mental win. Uh, Well, I think the biggest thing is, you mentioned like the primal urges or the primal needs basically and I mean this is going to ruffle some feathers but I do think that if you break it all the way back down to that I mean we do have those almost roles that we need to play and, and men need to be providers and like hunter gatherers Yeah, and women need to be nurturers and I think that's why like everybody's so teed off all the time because if men aren't providing, you know, like you, they don't have a mission, they feel useless. They have mm-hmm. no outlet for anything. And then when women aren't nurturing and they're forced to, you know, or feel that they need to be in the workplace, or I'm not saying women shouldn't work, but like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. They're denying that aspect of themselves, then. You know, it's like, yeah, you're going against your nature. Yeah, that, that going out into the workforce and working, it's uh, perhaps, and I'm not saying that some women aren't fulfilled by that, or most women aren't. I'm just saying that just looking at it from a broader perspective, most likely women are not as fulfilled by that as men would be. And then kind of the reverse as well, obviously. And I I know from personal experience that trying to wrangle a bunch of children is very stressful. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it's like that whole animalistic side, too. It's like your dog. If you don't walk your dog, dog starts to go crazy and tear your stuff apart, right? (laughs) Yeah. It's the same thing with your body. It's like we're not just a mind. We still have a body, and it's designed for strenuous activity. I mean, that's why we walk upright, and that's why we don't have hair. And that's why we sweat. Is We're meant to be out there chasing animals down. <laughs> we're like one of the uh, the best runners in all of the animal world by a long shot. Not speed. Not speed, but distance. They They have a... A marathon where it's uh, people versus horses. I don't know if I told you about this or you know about this. No. Yeah, but they, 
and I think it's more than 26 miles. I might be wrong on that, but uh, yeah, the people beat the horses. <laughs> no way. Yeah. And it's kind of unfair because the horses have riders, obviously, because otherwise how do you direct the horse to right. to run the course? But So it's kind of unfair, but yeah, the people will outrun the horses Crazy. on a regular basis, if not every time. It's right there. That's a perfect illustration of <laughs> yeah, what we're, uh, our body form is designed for. Yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I don't think office jobs and you sit in a cheap apartment that you pay way too much for, you go to a <laughs> cubicle job, you take the bus, like you don't have to like struggle at all. Mm-hmm. It's just like you don't get out there and do anything. You don't tax your body at all. And yeah, just there, there's no way. It's not meant for that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm, I lose my mind sitting in a cubicle, that's for sure. I had always dreamed of having a cubicle job. Like, oh, wow, that's like... <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get there. You've made it. And it's like, this is hell. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I look back on the things that I've done all the different careers I've had I've got to do some cool stuff yeah you know and like and now it's like I could do something more probably make more money but I just I really enjoy what I do that's excellent like I get to build for a living you know what I mean like that's like every kid's dream yeah yeah you know so it's it is like, true I don't know and, and I get to provide like when payday comes around and I gotta bring home decent checks and give it to my family, like that's that's like it's worth it. Well, just seeing the the fruits of your labor too, just completing a job, like I've I've felt that before, you know, once finishing a house and walking away and never having to come back and it's just like done. That was yeah. six months of effort. And now it's done. It's like, that is a good feeling. Yeah, it's, yeah. Just, I mean, like right now, like, we're doing like 13-hour days and working weekends, like every other weekend, basically. Mm -hmm. And it's just like a lot of hours and like, I don't know, like it's rough, but like, I don't know. Like, I don't have a problem with, like, killing myself throughout the week if, like, I can provide a good life. And then, yeah, like you said, the, the fruits of the labor is, like, we're going to be done somewhat soon, and that's going to be awesome. Like, man, that just made it, went through all that to complete this, like, giant thing. And it's going to be a yeah. good feeling. That's excellent. Man, you're making me want to get back into <laughs> some sort of trade. <laughs> uh, just, just fi finishing a report is just not as satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it could be. I don't know. Maybe for somebody, but it's uh, I do enjoy getting out in the field though. So 
I got to do that last week. Well, there you go. Walk, yeah, walking around outside, off-roading, chasing deer and stuff. It was a great time. Chasing deer? Yeah, yeah. We were on a power plant driving down uh, <clears throat> a right-of-way for a pipeline. There's some woods, and this doe came running out. We chased her all over the place. Not intentionally, but... Yeah, it was great. It was a fun time. I like to chase some deer with a gun. Use <laughs> some yeah. There's that, um... Is that the ammunition, the federal plant somewhere around there? Where all yeah. the deer are in the fence? Yep. <laughs> They're just, like, tame deer by now? Yeah, it's crazy. My dog... Anytime we drive by, it just goes nuts. Oh, really? Yeah, she, I don't know if she loves them, if she wants to play with them, or if she wants to eat them, but. <laughs> a little bit of both? <laughs> a little bit of both. Play she with them and then loves horses. Really? Yeah, like she gets super excited whenever she sees a horse. I don't know why. You seeing a lot of horses around up there? I mean, there's a few. There's this park that we, uh, We'll take her for walks on, and oh, they got like a horse riding trail thing, uh, so she can smell them and see them every once in a while. Yeah, there's, it's pretty nuts. I guess it's kind of stereotypical down here, but there's, I've seen a lot of horses out. You just go to the grocery store, and there's these two ladies just riding horses through the parking lot, and they just kind of meander through and go off to the next parking lot. I'm just like, what? what is going on? <laughs> there was in downtown, I was like at a, at a stop sign and this family rides by on horseback just down the middle of the street. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't That's know, it's wild. Down in Texas. It's a wild place, man. <clears throat> well, Let's talk about some Republicans, huh? All right. Yeah, I guess. <clears throat> now that we got all the <laughs> random stuff, see, we try to talk about something, and then we just get sidetracked, which is more fun anyways, I think. A little bit. I, I enjoy it. Well, <clears throat> yeah, because we trash Democrats all the time. Like, that's kind of what we... It seems like that's our default mode on the show, but... I mean, we've got we've got equal hate for both sides here, I guess. And that was kind of the that was our plan, right? Is just kind of show that we can dish it out to both sides. But yeah, I feel I don't know. It seems to be like right now there's a lot of low hanging fruit on the the blue side of the aisle, but I do also think there's some overly ripe for the picking on the red side as well. Yeah. <clears throat> It's very true. That's that's mainly it. It's just so easy. It's so easy to get them on the, the other side. But there's definitely some... Uh, it's I mean, it's the uniparty. It really is. <clears throat> it's just a big show. And they're both just cashing in um, equally. It's, you know, you don't really... You don't think you would get rich on a, a congressman's salary or a senator's salary... Um, 
I think I read that the the um, House of Representatives. I think there's what 170 something thousand dollars a year. Yeah, I think it's like 175 or something. Yeah, and then what to the is uh, the the Senate must get paid more. Is it like 200k or is it more than that? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'd have to. Yeah, it doesn't really matter, but I mean, almost every single one of these people. I mean, if they weren't independently wealthy beforehand, I mean that that makes sense, right? If you come into um, <clears throat> public office, you, you kind of had to have money in a lot of cases. But there's some people who come in with barely two pennies to rub together, and then they're all of a sudden multi multi millionaires. Like freaking, uh, I guess the first one here is. Good old cocaine Mitch, <clears throat> uh, also known as the turtle. <laughs> but, I mean, he started out uh, in government as some sort of aide. And I think I read he was making $17,000 a year um, back in the, the 60s, I believe. I mean, don't quote me any of this. The details are kind of <clears throat> meaningless. But, so he's been in government since i think the 60s and he's just slowly risen to power but on a salary of you know 170k um and he's worth i think i read either between two and four million dollars which uh for somebody in office that's actually pretty pretty low rent um but his uh net income i looked i was looking at a chart earlier or his uh his assets, I should say, not his net income. His assets have kind of slowly been climbing, and then uh, after 2008, they spiked dramatically, and that just happened to coincide with a gift from his father-in-law. And I don't know how much the gift was, but he's been on a tear ever since, as far as net worth. Um, Interesting. And, yeah, if we're talking about political influence his wife was born in uh taiwan came over to the united states when she was young and her father just so happens to have a uh, shipping business that ships dry goods and he's worth a couple billion dollars and, and they work with the ccp don't they yeah yeah and you would think being you know taiwanese that they wouldn't have a cozy relationship with the chinese but they do because he ships a bunch of stuff back and forth between taiwan and china and then i mean his ships whatever make port whatever you want to call it in china so and then he buys his ships from a bunch of chinese companies uh so just given that and the way that the chinese uh system works is that basically every large organization is heavily influenced and or owned by the government so uh, the fact that he's doing business with the Chinese in a lot of different ways means that he is definitely tied in with the CCP in some way um, so Mitch McConnell being in pivotal parts of the government for decades and married to uh, Elaine Chow and then getting a gift or maybe multiple gifts we don't know from a guy who's tied to the CCP uh, do you think that might have some influence over his policy decisions I mean 
I would say a strong yes to that. Um, I would say then, that he's he's completely on the up and up, and probably the most honest man in Washington. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, if you're you're in levels of power like that, we we wouldn't allow that to happen, right? There's got to be laws against that. You know, for just a man getting, that is, has sacrificed and served his country since the 60s there's no way that he would be corrupt no he can't be because he's he's one of the pillars he's one of the most revered people at least by one side of our democracy democracy yeah you got to think of democracy (laughs) he's a public servant he would not he would not make decisions that would help his uh his father-in-law or the CCP in any way. Um, yeah, and his wife also is the transportation secretary, and she's been all over government, but which is just hilarious. So you've got, <laughs> what's your experience with transportation? Oh, my, my father um, works for the CCP delivering cocaine, I mean, rice, <laughs> all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> I've got tons of experience in shipping. <laughs> oh, that makes so, me right there. <laughs> yeah, let's. Wait, wasn't she the transportation secretary under uh, Trump? Oh, I thought it was under um, Bush or Obama. Now I gotta look at. I got too many tabs open. Hmm. Let me look. I'm sure we can. Elaine Chow. I'm fairly certain she worked in in Washington under Trump. Let's see. Elaine Chow was born in 53. She's an American businesswoman. Well, how is she a businesswoman if she's in government? <laughs> she was the transportation secretary. The first person of color. Oh, jeez. Blah, blah, blah. Um... Deputy President Donald Trump. There you go. Dang. She was the Secretary of Labor under Bush, the Director of the Peace Corps under Bush, uh, Deputy Deputy Secretary of Transportation under George H. W. Bush, Federal Maritime Commission. Like she, like I said, she's got lots of experience in transportation of cocaine, rice, or something. Dry goods. Let's just go with dry goods. Uh, she was <laughs> maybe you know they just found that cocaine in the White House. You think Mitch, Mitch was it at the White House be. recently? It could be, or maybe she was there. She's... So that's kind of getting off of uh, McConnell. Okay, but uh, with Trump, like he has to be one of the absolute worst at. For a guy who wanted to take down the deep state, like everybody that he brought into office was deep state. Mm-hmm. Everybody. He's the yeah. absolute worst at, at hiring people. Yeah. I'm like, with you. There's there's not one good person that he had. Everybody was just absolute garbage. Well, I think his idea of the deep state was the um the intel agencies, you know? 
I don't yeah. think he really put the whole picture together, but he said it over and over again, like drain the swamp. Yeah. And then he, he goes just, in and he hires these just dinosaurs who've been around government making money. Yeah. Like what you know, hire somebody from outside. Hire somebody from business who's not tied to government. You know? Yeah, I don't I don't get it. Like I I can see the perspective where you've gotta have people who have experience to run things, okay? Let's this is a shaky premise, but so you can't just put somebody with no experience because you've only got four years. Um, they would spend the first two years learning the job and then, but that's exactly, so it falls apart immediately because that's exactly what you would want if you want to drain the swamp is get people who don't know the system in there because then they can't really get much done. Right. I mean, that's the whole idea of having an antagonistic government with the three branches is that they fight against each other and none of them can gain that much power. But if you get these people who just go back and forth between industry, government, executive branch, um, you know, legislative branch in Congress, they just bounce back and forth. It's just, it's all the same people. So it just becomes one, you know, super powerful oligarchy, basically. Anyways. I'm on, a, I'm on a tear today. I had too much coffee. <laughs> the founding fathers, like, um, didn't know what they were doing. No. You know what I mean? They weren't kings. They weren't, like, so. Oh, is that a, a black rifle? It sounded like a black rifle. It may have been. I heard a, a slide, like a, a bulk carrier group slide to the rear. That's exactly what it was. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> you need a little bit more oil on that spring. <clears throat> I don't want to spend a minute. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that's what they did. But yeah, you know, it's like they didn't know what they were doing. They were inexperienced. And now it's just like, it seems to me like that's the thing is that like, if you're a complete psychopath, you go to law school... You win a couple of cases. Uh, you either try to become a judge, or you enter into politics. Right. And then you just become a prostitute. And it's like you yeah. Just, you, you sell out yourself, your morals, your ethics, your country, uh, just to try to make millions, and it's and it's wild. That's you know we talked about that with the um, <clears throat> what's her name. Tulsi Gabbard had laid out that system. I mean, that's the way it's... It, you have to fundraise, basically. You're in there from square one to raise money for the party. And that's how you gain power within the system is raising more money. Right. Um, so they are. They're absolutely prostitutes. <clears throat> I heard another name for that recently, but I can't remember what it is. Something about career something weird like that a combination but that's besides the point um they should just have an only fans and make it easy <laughs> you know that's not a bad i mean i wonder how much money aoc could raise if she did that wouldn't have she to be calling people lot. asking for money yeah I think graham, lindsey graham would make a lot lindsey graham yeah <laughs> lindsey He'd get he'd get the the gay funding for sure. 
<laughs> um, Lindsay Warmonger Graham, yeah. Crenshaw would make a, a good bundle. <laughs> Get a peek under the eye patch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sell it for like nine ninety five a month. You get a, all kinds of behind the scenes of the eye patch. <laughs> oh man. Oh, what the hell did Rush used to call Lindsey Graham? I'm trying to remember. I don't remember. It's been uh, too long. It has been too long. It's upsetting. I haven't even tried to go back and listen. I wonder if there is a way to... I'm sure there's a way to listen to old episodes. Well, his freaking um, archive, he always talked about. Yeah. That's got to be out there somewhere. I'm sure somebody's making a ton of money on that. But They, they kept it up for a little bit, um, but then it switched over to like Clay and Buck. And it's yeah, complete spooks. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. So Lin- Lindsey Graham. How much is he? I didn't. You got that pulled up? No, I didn't look that up. I don't know why I didn't think about that. Um, but he's got to be tied into uh, some sort of uh, military-industrial complex company because um, he's really, really pushing for war in Ukraine. Oh yeah, he's screaming for it. Or just World War Three. I mean, that that could be it. But I mean, he's just evil. <clears throat> if you get right down to it, what he was saying something. Um, well, he's calling for Putin to be assassinated first off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't think that would start World War Three? You're crazy. You think what if Putin came out and started calling for? You know, the United, the president of the United States, to be assassinated, that'd be bordering on an act of war right there. And then if it happened, that would be an act of war. Right. So, he was calling for. He said, "Here's a quote: Is there a Brutus in Russia? Is there a more successful Colonel Stauffenberg in the Russian military? I think that's how you pronounce it. Probably not how you pronounce it." Um. The South Carolina Republican asked in a tweet, and then the story goes on to tell us who Brutus was, because we're idiots. But uh, <laughs> the only way to end this is for somebody in Russia to take this guy out. You'd be doing your country and the world a great service, Graham said. Um, wow. So that's bordering on an act of war right there. Um, you just yeah, don't do that. That's nuts. I, don't, I think that's fairly unprecedented i can't recall somebody in that high of an office calling for another country's leader to be assassinated i mean unless you're talking about some like middle east dictatorship which i think is what their mentality is about russia yeah and that's that to me is the crazy thing because the entire world's in lockstep with that and they're they're okay with it because what could you imagine if he said that about Macron or Trudeau or right. you know, anything like that, like people would be pissed. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you just put the shoe on the other foot, and if uh, Putin was calling for people to be assassinated, right. that would be just people would blow up. I mean, if they can get any more riled up about Russia, which I that's the problem with outrage as well 
is once you push it beyond a certain point, now Putin could be starting freaking internment camps over there and, you know, killing millions of people. And how much more outraged can we get at this point? Right. You know, like you got to save some outrage for real uh, situations. Um, uh, so this is the Net Worth Club. So I don't know. I might have to find a better source, but Lindsey Graham has a net worth of eighty-six million. Jeez. His salary is two hundred and ten thousand dollars. So I wonder where he's getting his money. That's the here's the Sun. This is the Sun, a UK outlet, which they should be fairly unbiased. Okay, so the Sun says he's worth around two million. That makes a lot more sense. What was that? Where where was it from that first thing you said where he was worth fifty eight million or whatever that was? Um that was from uh pulling it up. Networth Club. CA Club of India. It's from India. Oh. <laughs> so that's I wouldn't necessarily say that's reliable by any means. Dang. That's I mean, that's a big discrepancy. That's a very big discrepancy. But either um, way, I mean, again, we're still, you know, in the millions based off of, you know, six-figure salaries, and he's been in for a while, too. Yeah. Man, there's, so, varying results. Another one I'm seeing, $105 million. Um, That just cannot be true, though. There's no way. Um, a lot of two millions. Yeah, that can't be true. I want to find a good source for this. I'm trying it on the fly, but there's it gets real spammy when you just search that. Senate.gov. I highly doubt it. Was, he's got to um, he's got to disclose his net worth somewhere. You would think. Anyways, he's calling for assassinations, and then he's also talking about the war in Ukraine. And he says, I want to find the quote. Um, Ukraine out of context. What were the words that he took out of context? Ah, there. He said, um, video released by Ukraine's president office Graham's meeting with Vladimir Zelensky in Kiev I'm gonna call it Kiev uh, he said Russians are dying and he said this is the best money we've ever spent so he likes to see dead people he's all oh, for man. it so I just that's the thing that I don't get is I remember when uh, liberals, Democrats, whatever, used to be anti-war. Mm-hmm. And now just everybody is is pro-war. Yeah, it has flipped. That's for sure. I mean, since the '60s. 
that's when it was the real the anti-war in Vietnam movement which looking back on it I have a lot of sympathy for those people now but obviously not the way they treated the veterans but yeah have a little bit more sympathy for the draft dodgers but still uh, <laughs> i don't think yeah. i can get on board with that fully i don't know i mean going to war just to get opium for the cia is kind of <laughs> not really where i want that's not the hill i want to die on <laughs> right it is interesting that's one of the arguments for Afghanistan, too, right? Was that an argument yeah. for Vietnam? I didn't know they grew opium there. Yeah, there's like the, was it the Golden Triangle? Mm. And I think Vietnam's part of that. I think uh, part of that's in Thailand. I forget where the other corner of the triangle is. but Makes sense. I don't think anything would grow in Vietnam. Talking about weed forests over there. <clears throat> Some of the that podcast I was listening to about the um, Green Beret over there. They just you encounter just forests of marijuana. It could be worse. Yeah, it could be worse. <laughs> well, I I don't really have any good results on Lindsey Graham as far as what he's worth and what he's worth I mean if you just google it the first thing that pops up is 105 million but I don't know if that's correct how does it keep going up I don't know everything I find is just more and more but I mean he's I wouldn't be surprised at all I mean I don't think he wants to kill Russians and start World War 3 on moral grounds there's got to be a deeper reason behind it (laughs) no these people have no morals no you can't you can't have morals if you're in that position especially for that long Mm -hmm. I mean if you had morals you'd be I'm going to run for X number of terms and I'm going to get out before I get corrupted yeah you would actually do something that like makes changes or like helps your individual state. Mm-hmm. But then they just stay there and make. T- you know that's one thing that bothers me about uh, like Matt Gates and Warren Bobert. Yeah. It's like I, f- I feel that both of them are just grifters. Oh, for sure. And uh, I don't know, just something's not doesn't sit right <laughs> with me on those two. <laughs> Well, the Matt Gates, right? Is he the, yeah. the sleazy looking guy with the slick back hair? Yeah, he looks like he just looks a evil. car salesman. Yes. Or he's gonna. He looks like uh, those dudes that would sell subprime mortgages and crash the yeah. housing market. Yeah. That's what he reminds me of. Or he looks like a um, <clears throat> what would show up in the middle of the night at a crossroads. If you were to do some sort of incantation and sell your soul, that's the guy you show up. (laughs) Looks like an 80s villain in an action movie. Yeah. That's what I was trying to think. 
Yeah, that's what he reminds me of. It's some, something like that, like the um, some sort of um, oh, no, I can't think of his name. Jim Carrey character. <laughs> if he was playing somebody evil, <laughs> I can see that. Like the mask or something. Yeah. Uh, Lauren Boberry, like I don't know, she just. Oh, you. She's just like a what is it like the conservative version of AOC. You know what I mean? Like, she just... I don't think she's smart. I think she's there because of looks. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like, I don't think she's good at her job. No. At, well, she's very good at her job. Because her job is to be making money for the party. And she's... I suppose. In the headlines all the time. And uh, that's how you make money for the party. You the the freaking um, the drinking bros podcast just tore her apart. Oh, really? <laughs> you just, that is a mean mean episode where they tear her apart. <laughs> I'll it's, to that one. it's 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 great. It's uh, it's about as mean and raunchy as it gets. But they were uh, just talking about because she just got divorced <clears throat> from her, her husband. Yeah. She's probably sleeping with Matt Gates, dude. Could be. Those two are always like sitting next to each other, giggling, and I don't know, <laughs> man. Don't seem right. Yeah, she was married for quite some time to the that guy, and they've got like three or four kids. Wow. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But I I don't have anything to say more than that Drinking Bros podcast. If you just want to listen to that, that's <laughs> that yeah, paints it out. Very good picture of her. Um, yeah, man, we could just keep going on these guys. Who the heck else do I have here? I also don't trust uh, Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan. He's, He's from Ohio. Senator. Yeah, I think. <clears throat> I don't, know why I I don't trust any of them, actually. I don't either. But he just, to me, reminds me of a Trey Gowdy type where he gets the sound bites for Facebook and boomers and Republicans were like, oh, look at this great stuff they're doing, and but like nothing happens. Yeah, where did Trey Gowdy go? The little alien creep. He retired and, I don't know, probably like had a book deal and <laughs> whatever else you get for selling out your country. That guy, he always just, he looks like an alien. He, just, he does uh, need a better hairstylist, I'll give you that. <laughs> the dead rat pinned to his head. Yeah, it's awful. He always just looked wet, like clammy. Like I always see, I'd see videos or pictures of him. <laughs> he just looks yeah. clammy and wet. He <laughs> does <laughs> It's pretty nerve-wracking selling out your country on national TV. <laughs> you know, it's like, give the guy a it's, break. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> He's a guy. You're going to get angry at your best friends. and You know, acting's hard. He, he kind of knows. He's got a conscience deep down, and he knows what he's doing. But he's just doing it anyways. Yeah. It's that one is too good. <laughs> I just got to just four more years, four more years. 
that cocaine Mitch has been shipping over is just is too good to pass up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> that's what's that's what's funny about that cocaine they found in the White House. It's like, oh, it's definitely hunters. Well it's come on now. They're all doing cocaine. You know they are. They're all doing who knows what. It's probably chill. Like you can't tell me Pelosi has been sober every day. <laughs> no. <laughs> you just listen to some of her speeches where she like just that's gotta be like I don't know Adderall and vodka tonics or something yeah yeah I like think so sloshed out of her mind she's got an IV somewhere hooked up yeah where is he working now I'm looking at where Trey Gowdy is working but I'm not uh, not finding it's too much to read. See, I should have done more research beforehand. I, just these people keep popping up. I didn't think about Trey Gowdy. We're only semi-professional, so we don't have to do research. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get paid enough for that. <laughs> oh, man. I'm trying to pull it up, too, to see. But he was just a showman. He was just up there making speeches about Benghazi and freaking... Yeah. And then the Clintons, somebody told him that he was on their hit list and he better shut up, so... He kind of vomited out of there. <clears throat> yeah, it's... I don't know. Who else? Mike Pence. Oh, brother, piece of trash. I, I was ambivalent on Mike Pence until I heard um, Jordan Peterson talk to him, and it was all great. It was he's just he's got that somber tone, like a good patriarch of the family, good Christian values, talking about kids, talking about morals, and how he's gonna be you know whatever he's gonna bring morality back to the White House and. Okay. And then he starts dishing on Trump a little bit. Um, I don't know if we've talked about this. Have we talked about this? I don't yeah, remember. Either way. Um, he's like, well, but then, you know, I'm loyal. We did great things. Trump was awesome. I, you know, he was a great boss. I did my job. And then, which, you know, he did his job, which that's interesting. Uh, then he gets in there and he said, but then my commander in chief asked me to do something unconstitutional. And from that moment forth, I just couldn't respect him. And I lost him, blah, blah, blah. And that's why I'm running. It's like, it's the classic Biden reason why he ran, right? He ran because yeah. of some feds with tiki torches walked down the street. Um, so then, you know, Mike Pence is setting himself up as well now. There was the insurrection, and my commander-in-chief did something unconstitutional, so now I have to step, you know, step up. It's like a very similar origin story. Um, so there's that, which it wasn't unconstitutional at the time. You know, it's not, it was not a ceremonial role. The vice president can certify or not certify the vote, from my understanding. Um, at that time, they could, yeah. I think they've changed yes. the rules now. And the, then after that, they changed the rules, yes. Yeah. Which, I, I don't even know if that's that's constitutional. I'm not sure where what the where those rules, I mean, it, 
right? Those rules should be laid out in the Constitution, are they not? It, I know, believe they are, but... Doesn't it say... Yeah, I, like, I mean, I guess I don't know exactly how they change them. Cause, but somebody I mean, would need to sue against it to take it to the Supreme Court in order to overturn it. Exactly. And that's the problem with legislation or with just anything, is you could pass anything you want as long as the Supreme Court doesn't step in and do something about it. Right. Um, but, yeah, that now I'm thinking about it, that role of the vice president should be explicitly laid out in the Constitution. I mean, he's the tiebreaker in the Senate, um, and he certifies the vote. And that should be broadly defined as, you know, he gets to decide <laughs> if it's legitimate or not. Um, I need to look that up. President. President. <clears throat> um, so anyway, that is besides point, I guess, because it's probably going to take too much to dig through. It's very political, but anyways, he should have been able to certify the vote one way or the other, and anyways, they changed the rules, supposedly. So that was his major gripe against Trump, and then uh, Jordan Peterson asked him about Ukraine and whether or not we should be involved, how much we should be involved, and he just went off. He just, that, that is the real reason he's running is to continue that that money-making business. Um, he is gung-ho. Just Putin's illegal invasion. And, oh, my. He's spouting all the talking points. He's saying we need to spend more money. Um, he's the classic expansionism. Well, if we let him step one toe, and he's going to invade all of Europe, and it's just... Oh, jeez. Come on, dude. Like, ugh. Anyways, so I think he's uh, firmly uh, in the the intel agency's lap here, if not the military-industrial complex or both. So, Easily. he's disgusting. Disgusting yeah. snake. I cannot stand him. But, yeah, just... Listen to that interview. And then this whole tough guy routine, too, where he <clears throat> he went to Putin. They met somewhere, and they were talking and having pleasantries. And, pleasantries, and then his, his, I stood right up to him, and I looked him in the eye, and I said, I know what you did. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Don't do it again. And then Putin's translator, he's like, well, and I know he speaks perfect English, but... He had to ask his translator, and he's like, what? What did I do? And it's like, you meddled in our elections. <laughs> oh, don't do it again. That was his, his tough, tough guy routine. One, oh. I can guarantee you that never happened. Yeah, he said it was recorded somewhere, but I haven't looked it up. <laughs> and two, how many elections has our government meddled in? Yeah. Exactly. We're in this mess right now with Ukraine because we meddled in the Ukrainian election that brought in Zelensky in the first place. Exactly. Yeah, <clears throat> it's it's quite obvious. And then not to mention the fact that he didn't bring up the FBI meddling in Trump's election. Like, I mean, <laughs> come on. Yeah, just 
He's just... They're all trash. They are trash. I wish we could dish out more on these guys. That we just keep going, but I don't know. I don't know if we've we got that kind of time. We, we, we play it down the middle. We didn't even talk about Nikola Tesla. What the heck? Oh, dang. Did you have anything on that? Do you want to talk about that, or do you want to save that? I mean, we could save it, but uh, just as, like, my opening salvo, um, I think he's one of the most underrated and one of the first... Um, first uh, examples of somebody being railroaded by the elites in history. That man got taken advantage of by the government, by billionaires and trillionaires, and most of our current society today is because of Tesla. Yeah. He doesn't get the credit for it. I mean, he's definitely seeing a resurgence because we're talking about him now. He is, and he's kind of, what's helping him is he um, definitely kind of saw a groundswell of, like, cult favoritism. And, uh, but still, I mean, I guess it doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things, you know, Mm -hmm. whether he gets credit or not, but, like, I mean, he died penniless. His ideas were taken by the government. He got taken advantage of by Edison and uh, Rockefeller. And, I don't know, dude was a genius. And I guess that is a problem. If your ideas are that good and that ahead of their time, the freaking the government's going to get involved somehow, right? They want their piece. Yeah. But, I mean, his idea for uh, basically free, like, worldwide energy, that could be life-changing for everybody. I would, it's kind of unfair to start this conversation <laughs> an hour and <laughs> 15 minutes in. Um, yeah, we should save this for next time. All right, fair enough. I, otherwise, we could run to two hours or something. I mean, we could, but... So that, that's a little teaser. And I, I keep trying to find his dang flying saucer... I keep looking, I keep looking for that patent, but I need to look harder because I've seen right, drawings it. of it. But yeah, let's let's talk about this next time. Like really dive deep on it. How about that? All right, fair enough. <laughs> I don't know how we managed to talk, or I I talked way too much today. But <laughs> no, you, no, it was good. It's, I don't like I've cut caffeine out almost entirely. Uh. I don't do the diet sodas anymore. I used to pound a bunch of those every nice. day, but done. I don't do any of that anymore. And I had you. a big cup of coffee this morning, so I'm just like... a boy. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Yeah, it, it really hits hard when you haven't had it in a long time. <laughs> yeah. It sure does. That's good, though. No, I'm under the weather anyway, so it's kind of nice to... Uh, you did the heavy lifting, so I appreciate it. <laughs> the, the random babble. <laughs> it uh, works. All right. Well, I suppose we can call it and then talk about Nikola Tesla next time. Um, all right. Next week, Tesla. I, I accidentally released the podcast for today. I had it set up on automatic release, and I just put placeholder in there. 
because I hadn't yeah. listened to it all the way through and come up with a name. So I got to fix oh, that man. quick before anybody notices. <laughs> yeah, all of our millions of listeners. Yeah, they'll be very upset and very confused. <laughs> <laughs> It might cost us a sponsorship. You never know. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Can't lose the sponsors. Yeah, then what will we do for money? <laughs> might have to work for a living. I don't know. Shoot, that would suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, this was fun. Let's do it again it next was. week. It was we'll, a good we'll, one. We'll actually try to have me not derail stuff and talk about a topic. <laughs> That's all right. I I got plenty of subject material on Tesla. All right, awesome. Let's let's plan on that, and then uh, yeah, get better, man. All get right. some rest. I know it's hard to do, but <laughs> your work schedule. Yeah, I don't know. I'll be fine. It's just allergies. <laughs> Thanks. To Damn trees having their way with you. Trees. Yeah. It's non-consensual. <laughs> That'd be a fun campaign to start. <laughs> oh, Tree rape. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what a way to end it, dude. <laughs> All right. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, have a good, good rest of your weekend. <laughs> yeah, you too, man. All right. Thanks. Speaking of podcasts and wastes of time, get out of here. Get out of here, people. You're wasting your life. (laughs)